On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, a big win for your Michigan State men's basketball team. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans, a late night episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Wednesday, January 6th. Back. The year is 2021. Back. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Back. Back. Joined. Back. By my aggressively sweaty co-host, Matt Sheehan. Back. There are whispers of this team being back, Will. And yes, I am drenched in sweat right now. I'm a very superstitious person. Um, my body temperature usually runs at 105 degrees Fahrenheit when I watch MSU sports anyway, and I was wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt, refused to take any of them off, refused to drink any water. Um, I am a sick man, and I do not plan on changing my ways anytime soon. So, um, Will, if you were going to ask me how I'm doing, I'm doing fine. I'm doing good, Will. I'm doing good. We, we got whispers of this team being back. Life is good. Life is good. I hope they're just whispers. Back. <laughs> that's all. That's all they are. Just soft, nice little whispers. Some of them louder than the others. But, eh, well, well, did you see the team play defense tonight? Did you see the Michigan State shooting hoop Spartans play some of the rock and sock and defense? I did. I also saw yeah. Rutgers just do a lot to help. <laughs> but I... We will love give... the moxie and confidence of whoever that white kid was. I think it's uh, McKay or whatever Mulca- you call it. Mulcahy. I wish to have just even 10% of the confidence <laughs> carried myself through life that, that he had on the court that night. I don't know what he was told he was going into the game, but wow, he, whew, he, uh, he's got moxie, and that helped Michigan State a lot. Yeah, uh, Mulcahy, four points on two of eight shooting. And all eight shots were absolutely insane. <laughs> they uh, yeah. they kind of were. Uh, on today's show, we are going to break down uh, this very nice, impressive win for Michigan State. We're definitely going to focus some attention on the defensive end. Uh, I'll probably pour some cold water just because that's my nature. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Just a little bit. Not much. Um, I think there's a lot of positives to take. Uh, and then we can talk about Aaron Henry, talk about some other guys, Josh Langford's second half, and just kind of this team as a whole and their performance. So that's what we're going to do today. Rent it a rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this five days a week, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt, are you ready? Absolutely, Will. Hi, I'm fired up to be on the mic tonight. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, too. This is always fun, Oh, talking about a win here. My God, it's been it's been a while. It was like two days ago. I know, but a big win, Will. I, I think we should start talking about how washed I am. Yeah, pl- oh, no, you're one of the people that complain about 9 p.m. tips, aren't you? I, okay. Yeah, go, go for it. 9 p.m. tips... Uh, up until like a year ago were my favorite things. I mm-hmm. laughed at every single person over the 9 p.m. tips. And I still generally like it's changed recently because we have uh, successfully sleep trained the baby. Nice. Look and he, you. yeah, he now goes from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. pretty much every day. Big time. Which is fantastic. But 
That means Papa's getting up at 6 a.m. every single day. Yeah. He's, he's not rolling out of bed himself, making the no. coffee, buttering no. the toast. No? Okay. Nope. Nope. Right. Um, so my my life has changed a lot. Yeah. Life <laughs> in the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I used to live for these. I, was, I always stayed up till like, 2 in the morning, and that was just – that's how I roll. And as soon as I can get back to that life, I will. But right now, I saw a 9 p.m. tip. I knew 9 to 11-ish podcast until 11.45, not getting into bed until 12.30, and I was just furious, upset. I'm, yeah. so, I'm just so just downtrodden right now. You can hear it in my voice. I don't mind 9 p.m. tips, but the only thing that maybe that I don't love is that after a big win like this, I'm usually so jacked up and so full of adrenaline that I know that I'm not going to go to bed until like maybe 2.45 tonight at, at the very least. Probably more realistically closer to like 3.30. So that, that's the only thing I don't like is that uh, I'm just jacked up after these games, man. Whew. I, I cannot wait to go to bed. I'm so excited. I want this podcast to be over right now. Well, hop off. I, I got this from here. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a file with 240 minutes of me rambling uh, about the game nonstop. No ad breaks either. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get this. I'm sure uh, it'll be fine. Off the ground for you, yeah. All right, let's start on the defensive end for MSU. Well, it looked awesome, man. It, it, it looked like the, the days of old, the, the days of Durham. It, it, this team didn't just you know take a step back in the right direction from defense. They leapt back into being an incredible defense tonight. Now, who's to say that they'll sustain this? But tonight, wow, wow, they look nice. They did a lot of good stuff. They Even on the free throw line, they locked it down, man. Jeez. <laughs> well, a you body know, bag. Uh, opposing free throw percentage is, for the most part, going to be controlled completely by your opponent, right? But there is something to sending a 43% free throw shooter to the line seven times. That helps. Those were wise fouls to give. I think yeah. Hauser burnt up two in the first half. Hogard had a great yeah. one. Yeah, we were really smart with the fouls tonight. Yeah, Johnson is a big dude. He shoots a high percentage from two. He cannot shoot anything else. He's a dunker, put back, mm-hmm. lob, whatever. And we kind of saw some of that, right? He, he finished a nice lob and he missed the layup. But like he lives from dunker spot to dunker spot down to the baseline. That's his. That's where he patrols. Yeah, For him to only get, yeah. yeah. For him to only get three shots right. up, uh, uh, compared to seven free throws, and he misses all seven free throws. Like some of that is just like, hey, if you're on Johnson and you got a foul to give, give it and Do give it hard, hard yep. and right. let him try to get it from the line because he cannot, and he's clearly the first free throw he took it was like yeah this dude's not making it from the line all night oh i i i grinned like the cheshire cat when i saw his first free throw attempt i was like oh yeah this guy has no idea what he's doing on the line this is great first one he he just throws it at anything that looks orange up there and just praise to god that it goes in this is all right we're in for a good night here if this guy takes a few trips to the line it was a prayer and yeah, he missed like his first three, and I was like, okay, he's still a forty-something percent. He'll make a couple, and it was yeah, like, something's gotta give, you know right? what? I don't think he's gonna make a couple tonight. <laughs> Let's keep going back to this well. Everyone looked worse than the last one. It was yeah. uh, spellbinding. Well. Yeah. So there is something to be said for fouling smart, and if you take out all his free throws, they shot sixty percent from the line as a team, which is their season average. Obviously, he factors into that, um, but anytime you can send him to the line seven times, get him to miss them all, and limit him to three shots. You're doing something well there. Uh, also, Ron Harper had his worst game of the season. 
He was put in a straitjacket mm-hmm. for most of the game. Like, yeah. what, 12 shots, 5 of 12 shooting, and uh, a lot of those 12 shots. Woo, yikes. That looks like shots that you would take in horse if yeah. you were uh, up three letters and really trying to send a dagger, and those were yeah. some difficult shots he was attempting uh, thanks to the defense there. And by the time he got a couple good looks, he was 5 for 11. They were down 14 points. He was really frustrated, right? I think yeah. Brendan Quinn tweeted that. Oh, I was just going to bring this with like, up. Yeah. yeah, like three or four minutes left when they took him out. He threw his headband. Like, it was a frustrating night for a lot of them. For a guy oh, like totally. Harper, who's been scoring 20-plus mm-hmm. every night really efficiently, for him to shoot under 50% total, one of four from three, he's been at 48% from three. Right. It's 13 points on 12 shots. Like, that is, for him, and four fouls. Like, he, he just wasn't doing anything that he's used to, and we know like that can screw you up even if you get a good look if you miss the the previous four you're gonna feel i don't know a little bit of pressure like oh god is this gonna gonna go out too like the same thing that happened to young like they were just missing by time the end of the game came and they were getting some open looks they were just missing them because they just wanted to get the hell out of that gym uh and a lot of credit to malik hall for for that direct defense on harper um really good matchup for Hall in terms of how Harper plays. Malik's strong enough to hang with him when he goes down low. He can stick with him on the perimeter. Um, you know, Harper's not a shot creator off the bounce. I think I saw 36 of 38 of his threes this year were assisted. Um, we saw what it looked like when he took an ISO three and airballed it uh, right to his teammate who scored. But it was a good matchup for Malik. He played really well, hung in there tough, made his life really difficult, frustrated him. Uh, and, you know, if for someone who only put up two shot attempts, mm-hmm. probably impacted the game as much as anyone not named Aaron Henry. No, right on. And it was on the stretch, too. Like, Rutgers, as we all know, I mean, this game just happened last night for everyone listening. Like, Rutgers cut the lead down to 11 with 7.36 left. It's like, oh, boy, okay, they're going to make this a game, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And then, no, sure enough, <laughs> absolutely shut them down on defense. Josh Langford may lay up. Uh, Jacob Young missed layup. Langford goes down three-point dagger, bang. And then uh, Ron Harper missed a jumper. Yeah, and that was just, that's when the frustration really set in. When MSU was up 16 and Harper misses that, yeah. what, 15th jumper of the night. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, this, uh, this isn't going to be in the cards for the old Scarlet Knights. And, man, nope. love that finish. Never been more stressed during a 28-point win in my entire life. If you uh, just watch the first... Well, the math beyond that, 33 minutes. Uh, but, man, those last seven minutes were, were pure bliss. That was great. Whew, nice. They're pretty good. All right, we'll pause here. Um, I'm going to pour a little bit of cold water when we get oh, back. Oh, really? Oh, okay. But then we'll get happy again. <laughs> yeah. I promise. It'll be a quick cold water. Uh, yeah. First word from Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar. Let's go, baby. I think Michigan State ate some Built Bars before this game, Matt. <laughs> I think they finally took our advice and did it. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever, and they've got a new and improved formula that is even more delicious. Somehow they did it. And I just got an email here. Let me pull this up. But, Matt, list out, like, three of your favorite flavors, and I'm going to read you something from this email I got from them. Of course, the OG toffee almond, uh, coconut almond too, also absolutely goes hard, and mm-hmm. caramel or caramel brownie, however you pronounce that fancy word. Yes. Okay, I just got an email about a new Built Bar flavor. <gasps> oh my god, I think I see it. Yeah. No. Dark chocolate no. cookie dough. 
I can't. Okay. Time to real, put a full palette of those in my shopping cart. Okay. Yeah. All right. Real cookie dough oh, in that bar. These things god. aren't just delicious, though, Matt. Oh my god. Yeah. Go they're on. not delicious on your taste buds. They're they're delicious on your body. On the powder. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet, like the uh, the Cherry Barcia, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 grams of net carbs. You're just not going to beat those numbers, and they taste great as well. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word, LOCKDOWN, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, you need to listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, a little bit of cold water, Matt. Just a little bit. Yeah, and I I don't even know where you're going to go with this, so I'm I'm on the edge of my seat here. Rutgers played terribly. (laughs) They did. They, they they had a lot of weird shots tonight, yeah. and I don't know how much credit can be given to MSU's defense. A I lot. I imagine it's more than, mm-hmm. than not, but yeah. No, especially in the first half. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I tweeted something similar to this. It wasn't just that Rutgers was missing shots. They were not getting good looks at all. Correct. They yeah. like that airballed Harper three was a terrible look. It lands right in the hands of I think Young, and he gets a buzzer beating shot clock beating, uh, little putback thing. Like they they got some nice breaks too, and they still only scored twenty two points. They missed a ton of free throws, and like we talked about, some of that is good fortune. MSU is due for a little good fortune in the free throw department, and and a lot of it was. Just really excellent defense. A little bit less so in the second half. I thought Rutgers got a few more open looks uh, and just kind of missed, especially down the stretch. We talked about the frustrations. They missed some layups. They missed a dunk. They missed some open looks. But they didn't get a ton of open looks all night. Like, I don't care what the performance is like. If you hold the number 17 offense in adjusted efficiency to 45 points, you did something really well on defense, and on the same token, I don't care how p- well you play defensively, if you hold the number 17 offense to 45 points, they probably did some really bad stuff on their own accord. Yeah, I, the balance that I have, just I haven't like watched film, or obviously this is 20 minutes after the game, but just like watching it in first view, I, I think I'd give like 80% of it to Michigan sure. State's just locked on defense, and maybe 20% of it to Rutgers just... Uh, going out there and trying trick shots sure. like they're auditioning for dude perfect or something yeah. like it, but again just like you're saying like they were pretty locked down defense from the jump so mm-hmm. I, a lot of it was like they were just pressing just getting trying yeah. trying to loft anything up towards the rim that could possibly work but yeah a few of those were like i don't care how <laughs> bad you're pressing that that's an inexcusable shot no matter the situation yeah. anytime unless the shot clock is expiring but yeah hey, they, i'll take it they did some really bad stuff and you know they came into the game best three-point shooting team in the conference, but also the worst free-throw shooting team. We talked about oh, how yeah, that would probably correct itself over the course of the season, and 
tonight or last night was the first step into that correction. Rutgers goes three of twelve yeah. from behind the arc. Finally, Michigan State gets an opponent that shoots really poorly from deep. Finally, Rutgers comes back to earth a little bit from the three-point line because they don't have a bunch of great shooters on that team. They've just been making a lot of shots. They, they go three of twelve from deep. That'll play. It was either that their free throw line or the free throw rate was going to get bumped up and start matching their three point percentage, <laughs> or their three point percentage was going to yeah. take the Tower of Terror straight down with their uh, free throw percentage. And oh, the latter, boy howdy, did it ever hit! That yeah. was sensational. Look, man, the defense was just so good, top to bottom. It was like, just like it was going awesome. back to seven one. Like Miles Johnson only getting three shots from the block. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, I, and I feel like this is the second episode where I'm saying this. Like I know that Kithier gets a lot of crap, but hey, like you talk about holding his own. I maybe this is on Johnson for not just turning around and attempting a shot against a guy that you're obviously have a physical advantage over but whatever like kithier held his own hauser got a lot of minutes at the five holding his fort down um bingham played basketball uh (laughs) yeah like it was it was just good defense but more so like i was so impressed with the switching the communication on defense too the communication was really good you know when it was like picks okay switch on the picks or even like when they got mismatch off ball they were still in the background making those quick switches so they weren't going to get punked in the paint once again or put on their own island on the perimeter like yeah, the communication was night and day with what we've seen the last seven games. Yeah, they were. I don't even. They're not really like scram switches where you switch like when the ball's in the air, but they were kind of. Oh shit! We need to switch back real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were doing that pretty well. I I, I did notice because you know uh, Rocket would get on a big, uh, Hogard would get on a big, and Kithier would do a good job. Yeah. Uh, Hall would do a good job. Hauser would do do a good job of making sure, like, hey, we're gonna fix this right now. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, and to use one of my favorite buzzwords of all time in basketball, the help side defense crept mm. back a little bit. Well, that was very nice. That was very nice to see because that has been probably missing the most out of anything on the Michigan State defense, in my opinion. Is just yeah. okay. All right, we got beat on the outside. Uh, who's gonna match in the inside? Oh, oh no, one. no one. Great, awesome. <laughs> no, that was uh, not not there tonight. Which is thank thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we needed it. Michigan State blocked three shots as a team in their first three Big Ten games. Uh, they blocked eight here against Rutgers. I don't have the numbers up against me, but I think they had like five or six against. Nebraska, they had a handful. Uh, so I'll take your word for it. That sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah, that'll that'll help the old uh, two point percentage down as well when you're able to get good contests at the rim and occasionally block some shots. How have we gone? Five eighteen minutes into the show without talking about Aaron Henry? Because we're gonna just dedicate the whole segment to him in the third, right? I mean, isn't that appropriate? I'm not gonna say like I'm totally comfortable relying on this yeah um we've seen it in flashes mm-hmm. right we've seen the ability to go for 18 to 22 somewhere in there yeah he had 27 against nebraska 20 points on 13 shots which for him is especially considering the start to a season he had been awful in terms of efficiency he had gotten some raw numbers specifically two for him yeah too. Um, but for him to score 20 on 13, go two of four from deep, hit both his free throws, grab eight rebounds and assist two steals, four blocks. Yes. Turned it over four times. He's going to do that. We know he's going to do that. He dragged 
this sorry offense <laughs> for like six minutes, just dragged them. It was like you, it was a whatever it was, five, six, seven point game. He's like, you idiots, what are you doing? And he took an ill advised baseline two from like 17 feet, knocked that it was down. Wild times. Yeah. <laughs> and then took a really contested three earlier in the shot clock than Tom Izzo would have wanted. And he nailed it. And Tom Izzo just didn't say a thing. He like I I looked right at Izzo because uh, Rutgers took a timeout after that, and he was just <laughs> like, "Yeah, thank you, Aaron." <laughs> Gee, yeah, like, seriously. What was he gonna say? Run the offense? No, the offense isn't working right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna yank this stupid group with me until <laughs> they figure the f out, which they did in the second half. Like well, they scored forty yeah. points in the second half. Mm-hmm. We yeah, should we should note place. that that it got a lot better. Hauser only certainly. four turnovers in the second half too. Thank God. Yes. That, okay. Yeah, Eight, eighteen turnovers total, and that that's brutal. Fourteen came in the first half, and mm-hmm. they stopped turning it over, and they scored forty points. They hit some shots. Really nice to see Hauser get some stuff to fall. Finishes with nine and fourteen, and honestly, I, I think. Didn't play all that well totally as a complete game. But you see, like, this dude can still impact the game even when he's having off nights. Yeah. And Josh Langford, zero points in the first half, comes back, scores 11 points in the second half, gets to the free throw line, finally hits an open three, gets to the rim and a really nice move, makes a layup, hits an elbow jumper, I think it was. Really nice to see him continue like hey he scored 15 against nebraska 11 here if you can get double figures langford moving forward that's gonna really help i mean i know it's the world's coldest take as he had 14 rebounds but like hauser's rebounding was sensational tonight Mm -hmm. especially considering you're trying to hold off a six foot 11 250 pound guy you know for the entirety of the game seemingly like that you know that was uh, a completely you know, a complete game changer for, from Hauser on the boards tonight. It was really good. And, and yeah. Joey is, like, his defensive rebounding percentage is among the very best in the country. Even when he's not making shots, he's been rebounding his butt off. Oh, wow. Hmm. Wow. The Ken Palm numbers just updated. Oh, nice. Okay. So Michigan State went into the game 50th in Ken Palm. Okay. They are now 39th. Whispers of back. Whispers, Whispers of, of back. back. Whispers of back. Okay. Going into the game, they had three more projected wins on the re- on the schedule. Okay. Now they have five. Whispers of back. Whispers of back. Whispers Their defense back. efficiency was 80th going into yeah. that game. Yeah. Second in the nation now. 53rd. Okay. They jumped right. 27 spots. Yeah. There we go. What that should tell you more than probably anything is we are still in volatile waters, Matt. That's why we're doing the whispers. Yeah. The back part will. Yep. Yeah. Things are going to be a swinging if they can put it on Purdue, have another excellent defensive performance, and, and have a better offensive performance. They'll have like the number 20 offense and a top 40 defense. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, this is a pretty good team, aren't they? Yeah. And I'll, okay. yeah. yeah and, then, and then we can feel a, a lot better. Let's pause here. Mm-hmm. We'll come back. And talk a little bit more, just kind of continuing that conversation. I should have saved it for segment three. Dang it. Anyway, oh, you're good. You're we'll fine. continue that here in just a second. First word from betonline.ag. I don't have a jingle for them yet, do I? No. I I was I, I don't I set you up for 
It was I that looked I like foster lawyers lob to whoever the yeah, hell it was. Like all of a sudden, like I, I go to my brain and a hamster wheel is spinning, but there's a dead hamster laying next to the wheel. Sorry, oh, he got stuck and he just whipped him around. That's sad. Well, yeah. <laughs> we so got time to resurrect the sad read here. Yeah, let's let's try <laughs> to figure this out. We got a lot of big football games this weekend. I can't We've wait. Got, this is gonna be an awesome weekend, man. It is. We've got Michigan State basketball. That's going to be exciting. A, a winnable game against Purdue. Can they make it three straight? Sure. We've got NBA. We've got the rest of Big Ten season. We've got a lot of awesome sports coming our way. And if you want to bet on it, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKDOWN. One word, LOCKDOWN, and you're going to get a 50% welcome Bonus map fifty percent fifty percent of free money baby that's that's big time. Do you have any thing? Did you did you receive word back on your prop bet yet? I have not. Okay. Yet, Do you have like an but, NFL uh, game that you're you're feeling with I'm a number right now? Pittsburgh Steelers minus six against the Cleveland Browns Ooh. dead in the eye right now, <laughs> and I'm just trying to think of how many <laughs> banks I can go to tomorrow to take loans out to responsibly bet on um, Steelers. Yeah, that's that's a. The Browns well, maybe are like the Georgia thing worked out tonight. We're all getting two oh, yeah. G's tomorrow, right? There you I mean, go. Might as yeah. well just lay that on a nice lay it uh, Steelers on. on the over parlay. Yeah. Lay it on. Lay it on. Um, there you go. I saw something. It was, I think, a headline on ESPN that said it gets worse for the Browns. Two players caught drag racing. I was like, what is going? Well, excuse on? me. I, okay, yes. I missed that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, if you want to bet on that game. It's a mighty tasty line. You can do it. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. You can get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Home Field Apparel. Bum, bum. Home Field makes incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. They've got fantastic Michigan State gear that you should go check out at HomeFieldApparel.com. Matt and I each have... Uh, a handful of items from them, but it's not just MSU stuff we love, Matt. They've got so many schools, so many schools, Mm -hmm. including Central, Eastern, Western, Northern, Grand Valley, Ferris State, Wayne State, UDM, and Hope. Fire up Dutch. And they got, you know, we we always talk about Hawaii, Colorado School of the Mines. They have some sweet Virginia Tech stuff. I I didn't know Virginia Tech's got some really cool stuff. Louisville, they got some really cool, like, it's just, if you like college sports and you like cool logos, apparels, you need to go check them out. Homefieldapparel.com, promo code ONSPARTANS is going to get you 20% off your first purchase. That's homefieldapparel.com, promo code ONSPARTANS. Wednesdays on Locked on NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises, and boy, is a lot going on with the Detroit Lions right now in terms of their future. Tony Wiggins and James Rappian are joined every week by a locked-on draft expert to talk about prospects in the upcoming draft. And young NFL players fresh in the league, did your team have a big rookie performance this week? Are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the upcoming draft? Lions pick in seventh. Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast so yeah matt as we were just kind of talking about last segment the numbers are volatile right now they're all over the board yeah 
Michigan State in the middle of December, beginning to the middle of December, was a top 10, top 15 team in adjusted efficiency. A couple weeks later, they had dropped to 52nd, and now they're all the way back up to 39th. And the Mm -hmm. defense went from top 10-ish all the way down to 80-whatever-they-were, and now they're 53rd. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. The non-con season was short this year. It's just going to be a little strange. In a few weeks, you know, end of the month probably, it'll be stabilized to the point where we're not getting these violent leaps. But if your team can stack together a few good performances, you can really move up in these numbers pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Thank you for it, that's a good 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 add good add on there. Good, no, I'm good sorry, job. I was waiting for the schedule to uh, load on, on ESPN.com, and I got the internet. The <laughs> it's okay because um, I was waiting for the schedule to pop up because I was just going to say like, I mean, it's obviously once again I'll say for the 80th time a dogfight of a Big Ten year. Yeah. Um, Jay Bill has said so like 97 times. Right. I mean, it works, though. It's a cliche that that fits. Um, It's it's been a pretty nice three-game stretch here after a three-game losing streak. Like, you're not going to find a lot of games Mm -hmm. that you really want on your schedule in the Big Ten. But to go, okay, level set against Nebraska to end a three-game losing streak. Like, the the Huskers are a welcome team that you just open up your arms for when you really need to get back um, in, in your winning ways. Rutgers, okay, fine. All right, let's cut your teeth against a top 15 team. Obviously, they were a very beatable team. Uh, They just won by 28, so that's Mm kind of had the boys feeling good. And then, okay, to make it real, to put you at 500 this year, at 3-3, you got Purdue. Purdue's Mm -hmm. a good team. They're fine, but, like, I I wouldn't put them on the upper half of the Big Ten by any means. Like, I I think this is, like, a nice three-game stretch here. I don't know if you've seen Indiana's schedule, but I think like it's something insane. <laughs> like their le- next eleven games are against teams that are currently in the top twenty-five every right team. now, or something yep. like that. Like every team. It, it, it is insane. So I, MSU got fortunate with the schedule here, and mm-hmm. I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. Obviously, you still got to play the Purdue game, and we yeah. know, Lord knows, that things can go wrong against Purdue uh, when you least expect them to. So yeah. It, it's nice. I think this is a good spot for MSU to be in right now in this three-game stretch. Obviously, that's a very easy statement to say as they have won two of those games so far. Mm-hmm. You get the third. Okay, fine. That you, You've reached a, a checkpoint there. And then uh, Thursday at Iowa, if you pick up a nice little surprise win there. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Will. Screaming back. Don't, don't even plug your headphones in when we record. I will just be <laughs> screaming myself hoarse. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I guess... That's just what I wanted to take the time out to talk about was was the schedule and how yeah it's been like pretty random as far as numbers go throughout the year uh, on Ken Palm but but maybe we could find some buoyancy here uh, in this nice little three game stretch maybe Aaron Henry and Rocket Watts both creeping back to having an offensive rating of a hundred they're right there Rockets at ninety nine yeah. Henry's at ninety eight and I know Rocket had like a weird stretch in this game where okay. he didn't look good but he ended up with eleven points on eight field goal attempts, got to the line four times, hit them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he took a couple shots where you were like, man, that sucked. But it was nice, honestly. I know the game was over. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see him just take a confident step back three oh, sure. and drain it totally. with 10 seconds left. It's like, okay, I'm yeah. I'm glad you took that, and it wasn't Steven Ezzo's time to shine. No, he's he just like, yeah. yeah, he's like, I need to get this bucket. 
I, can I say one thing about Rocket? He had a good game tonight. I don't want to be a total Debbie Downer about the whole Rocket thing, but yeah, he was, may fine. I, he was good. Yeah, no, he, he was great. I mean, not great, but it was no, great was good. in yeah, comparison great. to other games good. that he's had in the last stretch. But yes, if I could propose one thing, I, I, how about a shock collar on him and it zaps <laughs> whenever he does the thing where he runs towards the baseline, jumps out of bounds, and just prays to God that yeah. someone is open at the corner. That, I think teams have caught on to that. I, I think everyone knows that move by now. And when no one is in the corner or someone is plastering the person in the corner, your plan B is that you have no plan B. It's just give the ball to the other team. I could do without that move. With that said, Rocket, that was a good game tonight. Happy yeah. to have you. Inching closer to back. Inching closer to back. I, I don't want to call it after one game. Whispers of back for Rocket as well. No. Here's his offensive rating. Last five games starting with Northwestern, okay? Mm-hmm. 66, 82, 34, 112, 113. You talk about volatile. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the three games before that terrible three-game stretch, 126 against Detroit, 138 against Western, 117 against Oakland, plummets to three terrible games. And then in limited time, 15 minutes, just in each of the last two games, played 15 minutes. 112, 113, still use a lot of possession, still take shots, but has been more efficient, more points and field goal attempts in both games. You'd like to see more in the playmaking, but he doesn't turn it over. That's a positive. And he's gotten to the free throw line six times in the last two games. Uh, and he had gone one, two, three, four, five straight games without shooting a free throw prior to that. So some positive indicators you want more. You want less jumping out of bounds without a plan. You want less uh, forcing into traffic and like, yeah, we'll figure it out. You want to see more like he had on the break where he's getting to the rim, getting fouled, confidence shots like at the end of the game. His float game is still there. You want to, you know, he's going to take those and hit them pretty well. You'd like to see him get to the rim more. But there's definitely some positive signs the last two games. When you look at them compared to the three games before that where he was just absolutely terrible. And like we said, nice little bounce back game for Hauser. Wasn't great. 14 rebounds really helps. Offensive rating of 108. Nine points on seven shots. Had the really nice ball fake to get himself open on that three uh, that he drained. You know, maybe he can get some good mojo going again because this is a guy who scored uh, a bunch until conference season started yeah he had 27 against wisconsin but that's his only double figure game since conference play started before that he was in double figures every game of the non-con well, one more thing we don't have to harp on this at all but like you know how when you're a kid you're afraid of like monsters in your closet or whatever sure. right now my biggest fear is opening my closet and seeing that lineup that we saw in the second half with henry and hogarth both on the bench for mm. more than a few minutes i i yeah. did not care for that whatsoever um, yeah. just to continue the rocket talk listen he's he's a good player i want him on the court i could do without ever doing the whole point guard experience thing ever again where he's leading the offense um, he did he had a lot of point guard minutes down I, the stretch i hated every one of them yeah yeah and they brought in hogard moved rocket back to the two henry at the three things went a lot better yeah it's, it's great yeah they did hogard wasn't great had some really nice passes turned it over a couple times early which you were like come on dude but after that, I think he had, he had an assist and then turned it over two times. And after that, had five assists, no turnovers the rest of the game. A block, two steals, 
which will help sort of ease some of the wounds when you see him get blown by <laughs> on the perimeter. Sure, You're like, oh, right. man. Um, he looks like a point guard, though, man. He does. Like, that, he that, does. That, that, that's all I it's, need in yeah. my life. It's just someone that looks like a point guard He's the, the point show. Guard. He's yeah. the point guard. Like, we, we should just stop doing this. He's the point guard. And that's fine. Oh, but I'm just happy he looks competent. Like, I'm yeah. just saying, like, my, my bar for happiness with Hogan <laughs> at the one is, is so low that it would be impossible not to clear at this point. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. We will be back tomorrow. What's today? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday the 6th. I got my uh, MSU trivia fact right here. Um, oh. If this is your oh. first time of the show, or if you missed the end of yesterday's show, I got a day-by-day calendar with either MSU trivia or a fact on it. I'm going to read it off to end every show, Will. How about that, bud? Fantastic. Well, we'll be back tomorrow with a full episode. I think we should do a little bit of football talk. We haven't done football in a while. Yeah, let's give it a go. We'll just do a little bit. We'll just kind of yeah. check in, see where yeah, things we'll- are at. Yeah, dip our toe. Yeah. Dip our toe. See if there's anything worth talking about. There might okay. be. And then uh, we'll do some basketball stuff as well. We'll do Take Tuesday on a Wednesday. How about that? Ooh, or turn a, it off. Yeah, Let's on go. On a Thursday. Take Tuesday on a Thursday. Yeah, club going up on a Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> <Let's> baby. <do laughs> Ready to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, what's our trivia question for the day? It is actually just a fact, Will. It is oh. in 2019, field hockey player Bailey Higgins received the MSU's Gwendolyn Norrell Community Service and Leadership Award, the honors presented to the student-athlete who has shown the highest level of commitment to impact in the areas of leadership and community service. Bailey Higgins, congratulations. That was a long one. Um, but hey, guys, <laughs> January, Wednesday. No, January 6th, that is a Wednesday. Have yourself a great day. Go Green, baby. Back. <laughs>